day a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Let us pray before we listen to the word of God. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy and grace, Lord. Father, we thank you for your love. And today we celebrate your love. The world celebrates your love. And we want to experience your love personally in our life, in our marriage life. We thank you, Lord Jesus as we listen to you. Good morning. Sorry for the technical difficulty because we, we are in lockdown again. So for those who celebrate Chinese New Year, Xinian Kwai Lok. So this morning, maybe uh, many of you heard uh, John chapter 12, uh, chapter 2, verse 1 to 11, that Jesus turn water into wine. When we grow up in a Christian family, I think we have heard this story for many, many times. So, uh, Jesus, uh, it happened, and we heard about the uh, preaching, it happened in a wedding, and uh, this is, uh, uh, Jesus is a creator of uh, marriage, and we also heard about the faith of Mary, Jesus' mother, and we heard also the faith of the servant who bring the wine to the master of the banquet. And uh, we heard a lot of story about Jesus' first miracle. So now this morning, we want to learn from John, the Gospel of John. None of other Gospel uh, writer recorded miracle at Cana. They were much more impressed or interested with the healing and exorcism. But John remembered Cana and saw the miracle at Cana as a sign that served the purpose of Christ coming 
into this world. John doesn't call it a miracle, but a sign. In his gospel, he records seven signs. And we will continue to listen to the uh, preaching for the next few weeks about the seven signs. And today we start with the first sign of Jesus' miracle. John Dassel called, uh, uh, Jesus changed the water into wine. This was the first sign for people. Uh, John called is the first sign because they want us to expect from Christ that uh, as a Christian we want to expect that Christ to do something in our life to transform our life mm-hmm. and it would point to us for a deeper meaning or spiritual meaning. Mm-hmm. John is highly selective about the material he includes in the gospel because he is talking about symbol, philosophy, about a metaphor and to read John's gospel we have to enter a world of symbol mm. and verses that have meaning two or three level of meaning more than one meaning so John is telling his readers what happened in Jesus life but uh, John doesn't sorry John is not telling his reader what happened in Jesus' life, but he wants his reader to understand what the life of Jesus means for us. And that is the core message of John's gospel. Now we start at the, uh, started at uh, the wedding. The wedding for the ancient world that lasted for around one week. And Jesus and his mother and his disciple were invited into this wedding. And we don't know, maybe uh, the, the groom was a, a family friend or a relative uh, of Jesus' mother. So when we look at verse 4, Jesus addressed his mother as woman. It sounds very rude. In our English, uh, in English speaking today, but in the original language, it is uh, uh, an expression of respect and a polite expression. I heard preacher said when Jesus called his mother woman, that was a root word from Jesus. But that is wrong. In original language, this is a polite and respect expression. It's like a lady in English or madam in French. So when Jesus said, woman, why do you involve me? My time is not yet come. Oh, yeah. And it is. What that is mean? It imply that the change of the role and relationship mm. between Jesus and his mother. Now Jesus, in his ministry, he is the Son of God, and Jesus know that his time is dependent 
on his father in heaven. And he wouldn't be manipulated by any situation. And as we know, hospitality in the ancient world was very important. Mm. And wedding is a serious uh, public or social duty. And the groom was responded to provide the wine. And wine was required in any feast or any celebration at the time. When they ran out of wine, when we look at today, this is not really a serious problem. So we can run out to a wine shop anytime. But at that time, wine was very difficult to find. And that was a serious problem for the groom. And when they ran out of wine, that would be cause a lot of trouble and it was uh, create a shame and a embarrassment for the groom and the horse. And that was a desperate situation. Jesus was not manipulated by that situation. And when Jesus asked the servant to fill the water jar uh, that was uh, for washing, for the Jewish ritual, when he asked the servant to fill the water jars with water, he knew it. This is the will of God mm. to turn the water into wine. And Jesus turned the water into wine, not just a normal wine, very good and excellent and high quality wine. And Jesus turned around uh, 150 to 180 gallons of water. That means more than 700 liters of wine. And the wine is symbol of joy. Jesus turns the embarrassment, the shame into joy. Mm. And uh, Mary was not offended. He told, uh, Mary, she told the servant to feel, to do whatever Jesus tell them to do. Jesus showed his glory in the, his first sign in John's gospel at wedding in Cana. He showed by it producing by producing gallons of wine as a symbol of joy. When we look at uh, Psalm 104, verse 15, it speaks that wine makes the heart of man glad. Wine in scripture is a symbol of joy, warm, celebration, and abundance. Remember, it is only John who recorded that Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10b, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came to give us an abundant life. Water is a basic necessity of life. 
when it was changed into wine, this is the symbol of not just life, but an abundant, a joyous, a celebrative life. This is the life that God wants us to have when he sent Jesus into this world. John, who always see the spiritual meaning in the most ordinary event, is suggesting, apart from Jesus, the joy of which men capable, men are capable, is limited. The good times will always run out. Only Jesus can satisfy our hunger and thirst. God's new work in Jesus is going to be centered in celebration, joy, warmth. Wine is also a sign of a new covenant. When Jesus, uh, in, uh, at the Last Supper, when Jesus used a cup of wine to symbolize his blood as a new covenant between God and his people. Jesus is changing the water into wine and it allows the wedding, the celebration to continue. And he wants us to celebrate our life with him. Jesus is indicating his people, his mission on earth. Jesus comes to transform the world. Jesus is the source of our life. When we think of transformation, we often think that something ugly to be changed to a beautiful thing, like caterpillar changed into butterfly. But a wedding at Cana, that is another kind of transformation. The wedding at Cana, when Jesus changed the water, water is good. Nothing to be fixed. Mm. But the message of transformation in Cana is not making the bad good, but Jesus making the good even better. Transformation happens when people do whatever Jesus tells them to do. So there are Transformation we can learn from the wedding at Cana, which reveal Jesus' glory. The first one, Jesus comes to transform the law through grace. There was a sexton of water jar for the Jewish ritual, purification and washing. And the Bible said each water jar held around 20 to 30 gallons of water. That means one gallon is equal four liters of water. That means around 100 to 150 gallons of water. And that means maximum 180 gallons of wine. High quality and excellent wine. So when we think about the miracle in Kenya, Wine, water changed into wine. The life, water is the life necessity for our life. And change into wine, that is f- 
we have to have a life, joyful life, celebrity life with Jesus. Yeah. When Jesus came to the world, Judaism still existed as a religion. But Judaism did not minister to their heart and give them no comfort mm -hmm. in the heart. It became a routine ritual. And they had lost their joy and their trust in God. Jesus has spoken about the blindness of Jewish people, especially the leader. When Jesus take the ritual jars and turn the water into wine, which could not be used for washing, and it wouldn't satisfy the law. The law is life-giving, necessary, and good. But Jesus came to transform the law yeah. into something that was not only necessary and good, but joyful. Jesus came to transform the law through grace and God's love and give the water more texture, more taste, and could warm our body. This is the purpose of Jesus' sign or Jesus' miracle in Cana. Jesus makes his point, the new day is here and is the day of joy, celebration of feast, or the day of feasting of a wedding. In the Old Testament, wine is an image of the coming new covenant blessing. When we read at Joel chapter 3, verse 18, now under Jesus' lordship, the ritual washing is done to wine. Jesus comes not just give us life, but an abundant, joyful life, a life living in freedom. This does not mean that God promised us a material wealth. It doesn't mean that he promised us a life without suffering and pain. It doesn't mean you will never do a task that you don't enjoy. But it does mean when the water of our life become wine through the touch of Jesus Christ, that even we are in the worst circumstances of our lives, we could have joy and a deeper understanding of God. This is religion cannot give us. Christian joy does not spring from the same source as the happiness of the world yeah. in terms of material possession and getting our way all the time. Yeah. But Christian joy spring from realizing that we serve the God who turned water into wine. Yeah. We serve him not with a sense of duty, but with love. Mm -hmm. He alone can satisfy the hunger and the thirst of our heart. He alone can give us the true and everlasting joy. So when we look at Paul's life, before 
Paul met Jesus. He was a religious teacher. He was a religious uh, leader. And yet he persecuted Christian. Paul against everyone who he thought uh, some uh, who he thought against his religion. But one day on the road in Damascus to Damascus Paul met Jesus and Jesus transformed Paul's life dramatically. Mm. And Paul become the gospel preacher among the uh, the Gentiles. Mm. So when we look at Philippians, uh, you don't need to open your Bible. If we look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Paul said, rejoice yeah. in God. And he said it again. I say it again, Paul said. Be rejoice in the Lord. Mm. And he said, do not be anxious in anything, but in everything, present your request and worry to God. Amen. Through prayer, thanksgiving, and petition, so that the peace of God will minister, will guard your heart and mind. Amen. Paul wrote this letter in the worst circumstances of his mm -hmm. life. Yeah. He wrote this from uh, the prison. So when Paul can experience the transformation of the Lord Jesus Christ, we all certainly can experience his love is our life. So this morning, uh, when uh, I remember when my children were little. I and my husband, because my husband is a pastor of the church, we always pray that our children, that they not come to the church because they are a pastor's kids, but they come to the church because they knew Jesus personally. So we try to pray and to teach them that they knew God personally. And this morning, I praise God because my children, they come to church. They know God personally. So, I'm sorry. So this morning, this morning, when you come to church or you join the online service, mm. just to fulfill your uh, religious duty, you miss the point of Jesus' transformation. Mm. Jesus transformed water into wine. So we have a joyful life. So secondly, Jesus comes to transform marriages. Yes, amen. Yes. 
Jesus first revealed his glory, not at a funeral, mm-hmm. not at a business meeting, not at a sport competition like uh, Australian Open, <laughs> but Jesus revealed his first glory in the wedding at Cana. Throughout the Old Testament, wedding and marriage has been used as symbol of God's relationship between God and his, uh, as a symbol of God's relationship with his people. Mm. And Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 5.32 that marriage is a mystery mm. designed by God mm. to show us Christ's love for the church yes. and this is very important to realize that here Jesus confirmed the significance and high calling for marriage mm. as we celebrate uh, Valentine's Day today marriage Jesus confirmed the significance and high calling of marriage So in this word, all couples will start with honeymoon. Many couples enter a relationship with a distorted thought of reality. We are all occupied with a fantasy and wishful thinking if we are falling in love. Every man and woman have an idealized image in the partner he or see deeds. Marriage life pushes us to look at reality. Many couple, couple when, they say the f- when they see the fact, they say, we did not marry the person we thought we did. Mm. Or, I use another language, I have married a wrong person. <laughs> Many are surprised by marriage because they hope that their partners would be their saviors. And they did not want to see the real person who they are dating. Joshua Liefman, Joshua Liefman says, And they live happily ever after. This is the most tragic sentences in literature. It's tragic because it is falsehood. It is wrong. It is a myth that has led generation to expect from marriage that is not possible. Mm. So, uh, one writer say, no matter whom we love in we fall in love with we sooner or later fall out of love mm. if the relationship continue long enough mm. some expert believe the half the half life of our romantic love is 3 months so after we date someone for 3 months our love will reduce to 50% or some experts say after 2 or 3 years our love will start fade away. 
So, as we know, our romantic love excite our excitement for romantic love or passionate romance. All will st- that's all is only temporary. The feeling of excited love will always decline and disappear. Mm. The honeymoon always ends. We have to remember this. The honeymoon always ends. Mm. Many couples end their honeymoon even they have they have uh, even before they are married. Mm. The more we knew the other's weaknesses, the less we are able to love them. This is the fact. So when the master of banquet said that a horse always serves the best wine first, it symbolizes the honeymoon, the excitement all the couple have at the beginning of the relationship of, of their marriage life. We all serve the best wine first in our marriage. Mm, We show the best of us first. (laughs) When Jesus turned the water into wine, the best wine was served later at the wedding. The best, the, the master of banquet said, you serve the best wine. Now, or another translation, it says, "You serve the best wine until last." Mm-hmm. So when Jesus turned the water into wine, He warned us to have the wine in our marriage until it lasts. Mm-hmm. Jesus has trans. Uh, Jesus has transformed the marriage tradition from serving the best wine first to serving the best wine until last. It makes sense if Jesus says he is against divorce. Mm. Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, he says, What God has joined together, let no one separate. Mm. If we walk with Jesus, he can transform the good to better the water into wine in our marriages. If you find yourself en- empty of joy or disappointment in your marriage, it is because you have drawn away from Jesus, yeah. not because he has failed you. Husband and wife will take great joy of laughing and being loved. And to do so, we have to experience God's love for us personally. Jesus come to redeem the mistaken image of marriage by fulfilling the divine intention of all marriages with his love for God's people. So if you are married, we must see our marriage not only as a place to encourage each other or to for bringing up our children, but also as a platform to reveal Christ's glory in our life. Yes. 
as a couple, we must practice to pray together, read the word of God together, and speak of Christ, Christ to each other and to other people. How we live our marriage commitment is one of the most powerful way to proclaim God's glory. So uh, recently we heard minister had fallen into infidelity. So this morning when we listen, when we, we are reminded that Jesus turned water into wine, 100 gallons of wine, the best quality of wine. So I ask every one of us personally to think about what this wine means in our life and our marriage life. As we walk with Jesus, He turned the water into wine. Do we turn water into wine with Jesus or we turn wine into water or maybe to a poison water this is our question this morning so Jesus performed an incredible miracle he did not just change water into wine but 118 gallons of wine the best wine no wonder It revealed God's glory. Jesus revealed his Father's work in him. So the sign revealed our Father's heaven's true glory. After seeing this sign, his disciples believed in him. Christ alone can satisfy the hunger and the thirst in our heart. He alone can give you the true and everlasting joy. John did not write about Jesus as wonder maker, but he is telling us about the way Jesus transformed life. Jesus divine power will transform the life of whoever yes. come to Christ. So before I give it to Rebecca this morning, let us pray. I want to pray that God will transform our life. Whoever who cannot find joy when they come to God, they, know they don't have joy when they have relationship with God. And the joy had faded away. This morning, I will pray that the Lord who changed the water into wine can give you joy and your religion and your belief is not as a ritual but your belief is you believe the real God who turned the water into life and I also pray for the couple maybe you experience a lot of disappointment in your life because You think that you married the wrong person. But this morning, I want to challenge you. As you walk with Jesus, He can turn the water into wine. And He will turn your water into wine in your marriage. As long as you do whatever Jesus asks you to do. Amen. 
Lord, this morning, we thank you. We thank you again for your message. This is not the message that we preach uh, every time we preach about the wedding in Cana. But this morning, we want to experience the transformation you have provided for us. We want to be transformed, Lord. So we come to you when we serve you, not because of our religious duty, but we want to serve you with joy. And we want to have an everlasting joy in our life and in our marriage life, Lord. When you turn the water into wine so that we can minister to other people, Lord. In through our marriage they can see the Lord's glory in our life Father we thank you this morning for your love and we believe that you can you, you still perform miracle in our life in Jesus name we pray Amen